Welcome listeners to the Sequoia Breeze podcast, a breath of fresh air for your homeschool. I am your host, Rebecca Lasavio, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. We've got a great episode for you. Thank you for joining us today. Today I've got Ronnie Ernan Putsch. Did I say it right? Yeah, good job. Joining me to talk about theater and music and the importance of that in our lives and in our homeschool. So welcome, Ronnie. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Please tell us a little bit about you and your family and your homeschool journey. Yeah, so um, I started in a traditional brick and mortar several years ago, many moons ago, um, teaching high school, which I loved, and started having babies. So I came home to focus on them, moved to California and uh, Northern California and learned of this homeschool population, this little pocket of goodness, and um, wanted to learn more about it. I appreciated the perspectives and the freedom of choice for parents and really wanted that for my own children. And so um, I started teaching at Inspire Learning Academy, which is an enrichment program in Auburn. It was at the time. This will date me. And um, started providing teaching drama there and novel studies my single credentials in English, and so it was kind of a crossover. I can teach both English and theater. And then um, applied for Clarksville after doing that for a couple of years, and I've been here for six years now. Awesome. And how many kiddos? I have three. Okay. And what's their age range? Uh, my daughter is 11. She's the oldest. She is will be 12 soon. My son just turned 10 last weekend, actually. And then I have a six-year-old boy as well. Okay. Span of educational needs. Yes, definitely. So, Ronnie, I know you are a Clarksville employee. What specifically is your role with us? So, I actually wear several different hats. I'm an instructional team advisor, so I supervise a group of teachers. I am a homeschool teacher, HST. I have 22 students who I've had for some of them six years. And then I also help with diversity and inclusion. Awesome. You've got a lot going on. Yeah, I stay busy. (laughs) So tell us about, you alluded to teaching some drama, but you don't teach drama without having participated in it and knowing something about it. So tell us a little about your background with theater and music. Yes. So I consider myself coming from a musical background family. Um, We have a variety. My dad is distantly related to Elvis Presley. So Mm. that's like his, you know, when you share that surprising fact of like, share one thing nobody knows about you or (laughs) that's his go-to. And he can even curl his lips. So and anytime there's karaoke, that's his song. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so that's on that side. And then on my mom's side, we have several musicians, um, several who can just hear something and play it. My brother got that. Mm, I didn't. That's enviable. Yeah. A little jelly there. A little jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I say I've had to work for any musical ability I have, but, um, Yeah, so it's just always been a part of our family. We have family reunions and everyone's playing banjos. And my grandma had dementia and she forgot all of us and never forgot how to play the organ and would play it. Yeah. I want to come to your family reunion. 
<laughs> you fly on the wall and listen. Um, what about theater? Um, so theater was something I started in high school, my sophomore year. And really it was because my sister, who was two years older, was a senior, auditioned for the musical. And it, it never dawned on me. And I'm like, hey, I think I want to try that too. Um, and this is kind of a reoccurring theme in our relationship. She'll start something, introduce me to it, and then I take it and I'll run with it. And then she like pieces out and does something else. So she only did the musical that year. Um, and then I've been in theater ever since. So it's like a love of mine. Okay. Awesome. Sounds like a good big sister. (laughs) Besides the family connection that you have to all of it, what makes these things so important to you? What, where's the, where do you see the value in theater and music? Well, and I think even as I look back on my own journey, I was pretty shy as a child in my earlier years. I consider myself an introvert extrovert, so mm-hmm. I can turn it on, uh, but it's exhausting and I have to re-energize privately. But um, when I started singing in junior high, and then theater in high school, there's this new confidence that came with that for me, an ability to speak in front of people, articulate myself, even in a sense of like, in my shyness or anxiousness, become somebody else to present what needed to happen. And so I think when we think of our own students and Theater just enables them to express themselves in ways that maybe they couldn't do otherwise. Um, And music helps express emotions that they wouldn't be able to express without it. Mm -hmm. So how have you integrated theater and music in your own family? I've always had an appreciation for music in our home. So we listen to a variety of genres. We play instruments. Um, My son's learning the drums. My daughter plays the ukulele, the piano. Um, And so we always have something on. I think that's important. But then we also try to learn about where it comes from. Hmm. So if there's a certain genre my husband and I prefer different genres, like our go-to. You know, mm-hmm. like you have your right. go-to music. Yeah. yeah. You're like this, I'm feeling, I just need to clear my mind. I don't want to do anything. I just want to go to my happy place. We have very different choices. So he is very much reggae. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even rap, which prior marriage I was not exposed to. Um, And then me, I'm more like... I call it indie folk. Mm-hmm. I really like kind of so that roots of the banjos and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, still mm-hmm. having that present mm-hmm. um, or Americana mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really like that. So um, le- learning where music comes from, I think there's a different value on that. Learning the journey of the musicians um, to think about their lyrics and what they mean, mm-hmm. um, how their story has influenced those. And then you can also see, you know, the musicians where they, it's just the pop culture, not to minimize pop, because I enjoy a good pop song. Um, but, you know, they bought that song that somebody else wrote. Right. The meaning might be 
less that the music can be every bit as enjoyable. Right. And then you look throughout history and song is such an important way of communication. The oral tradition is what originally started for how things were communicated prior to the written word. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps memorization by going with music. And so you, th- you think that there's like this story that's being told through music. So I think that's a value of how can we communicate through music, tell our story through music. I have noticed sometimes when my kids have just had it with schoolwork or their brains are too tired, I will often say, go practice piano or go practice your violin or something. And while they may push back because they're tired and they think they don't want to, they almost always come back with a new attitude. And I know that that's going to use a different piece of their brain and it's going to engage them in a different way. And I've seen a real, I can see a real attitude change in them most days. There's always those frustrating practice days when it all, when it backfires. But most of the time they'll, come back with a better attitude because it can be a brain break using, you know, different, different channels than they've been using for Mm -hmm. their schoolwork. Um, I found that. And of course we all do a better job cleaning the house when the right music is on, right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) How about theater? How have you introduced your kids to that? So theater goes so great along with language arts. And that's why I think, um, I hold those closely of like Mm. English and theater together, because if you look at even the state standards, our ICANN statements Mm -hmm. that we are integrating that are kind of our guiding journey Mm -hmm. um, to what we're choosing to teach. There's in the language arts, there's a section of speak, like I can speak kind of standards. So being able to, um, Speak clearly at an appropriate pace when giving an, a, a report, sharing a story. I did pull these or an experience. Um, I can use appropriate eye contact and volume as well as speak clearly. I can include multimedia. These are newer standards that are coming because our students are becoming tech savvy, right? Mm-hmm. It's a tech world. And so they're having to integrate with these things or engage with these things. I can change my way of speaking for a variety of situations. All of those you can integrate or learn through theater, right? Mm -hmm. So you can read a novel Mm -hmm. and then have your child pause and write a dialogue page that those two characters would have. Like, Mm -hmm. just imagine if we Mm -hmm. were taking this story off the page, what do you think a conversation would look like between these two characters? Hmm. And then they write this page of dialogue and then you act it out. How fun. Right? <laughs> and now you are um, interacting with the characters in that book in a much deeper way. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're studying a certain time period in history, you can research what theater was during that time. Um, learn about it, reenact a piece from there or research the music that would go within. Um, so I think there's a lot of ways you can take theater and integrate it into your everyday learning. And I think it helps bring things alive when you can reenact something, um, see something from somebody else's perspective, mm-hmm. and that builds empathy mm-hmm. and understanding. Mm-hmm. 
which is really important. Absolutely. Yeah. What are some specific benefits that you see from giving attention to music and theater in your family, in your day, in your homeschool? I think um, several things. First, music helps enhance brain development. And we see that even, I mean, you mentioned that with your children, giving them a brain break. Um, I think it releases endorphins Mm -hmm. if they enjoy it. And it's flexing that creativity muscle that we can forget how to use. It also gives an outlet, as I said earlier, to express emotions. Um, It can expose students to different languages and cultures by singing songs from other countries. And music can help build confidence in students who are shy and anxious. My middle son is an introvert and has trouble engaging in conversation with others. So I like to role play with him and I'll say, you know, if you just met me, what is something you could say to me? And then I'll say something and then he doesn't say something back. How can you say, what else can you say to engage in this? So reenacting a conversation, I mean, that aligns with theater in a sense of role playing and thinking outside of yourself trying to take on somebody else's perspective. Mm-hmm. I know my kids were a part of a theater program this past year, and every um, time that they were there, there was some sort of a game. And as far as the kids thought they were just playing games, but as they tell me about it, I could see the skills that they were learning, whether it was being engaged with the timing of what somebody else was doing or finding how your voice and your behavior affects people around you or there are lots of different ways that the the skills the things they were practicing for their drama production was actually teaching them some life skills at the same time absolutely and I even think not everyone is going to be the one in the front the leader right? right right but we still need to develop the skills to communicate well Mm-hmm. or to be able to be up in front of people mm-hmm. when needed. Mm-hmm. And so I think singing in a choir, and this is kind of that, t- if you, we took it in a performance route, right? Mm-hmm. Being on the stage in a theatrical performance or singing in a choir, you get that experience of being up in front of people without having to be the, the one leading the charge. Right. Yeah. And I think that that helps develop lifelong skills. Um, and I attribute much of my ability to speak in front of people because of that development that that mm-hmm. happened early on. We've even had conversations about how important those background roles are. Like you may think you didn't get the biggest role, but let's think about what the stage would look like if those parts weren't there. So you are an integral part. A choir that's missing 10 people is not the same choir. Like it's each person, while you may feel like you're part of a crowd or not that important, does have an important role. And I would just even piggyback off of that and say that it helps build teamwork, like Mm. the ability to cooperate and Mm -hmm. work with other people, which is also part of our standards Mm -hmm. that children need to learn how to share and Mm -hmm. um, take turns. And that's all important. Mm -hmm. And that can happen in those collaborative environments. And especially because in the homeschool environment, 
we aren't funneling into school-made programs like mm-hmm. in a traditional brick and mortar. We mm-hmm. kind of have to find those. Yeah. And I would say in in brick and mortar, there tends to be a higher push on sports mm. because schools have these big sports teams and right. the money is coming from there. Mm-hmm. But in homeschool, we don't have that. And so I think the music and the arts can have a greater mm-hmm. space, mm-hmm. a greater part of our story. And we can funnel our kids that way. And, and of course, music and theater is not going to be for everybody. But learning a little about it, experiencing some of it, and very possibly giving it a shot, I, I think would be worthwhile. I, I, I had a, My son was terrified to try theater. And I said, you know what? I really want you to try this once because I don't know if you're going to like it or not, but you might. And if you don't, that's fine. You don't ever have to do it again. Give it once. Try it. And he loved it. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a blast. Well, and I think there are places in front and behind. Mm-hmm. So yes, I don't think everyone is going to be on the stage in the production. They mm-hmm. don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. But there needs to be somebody behind the scenes handing the props, organizing yep. the props, um, doing the lighting. Mm-hmm. I think of my husband who is an audio engineer and he... I mean, that's his jam mm-hmm. is to do. He geeks out on this audio stuff. And I don't and even rather sit in the dark. Absolutely. But we need him in order to make the production. And so even, you know, I mentioned earlier my middle son who's shy because he's my two bookends are pretty both outgoing in their own way. So they'll be on the stage. No problem. But um, I think of him and I, he's excited about learning about that audio engineer aspect. Mm-hmm aspect he's excited about learning about the audio engineer aspect so and to be a good audio engineer you have to know something about music absolutely (laughs) you've got to know how to mix the voices and the instruments and all of that if there are parents listening who this is kind of a new idea or um, they just maybe they're coming from brick and mortar school and they left it up to the school to think about these kinds of things before so if you're just starting this isn't pressure these are some ideas of things that might bring a little fun and a little breadth to your homeschool, that it doesn't just have to all be the math and science and reading. You can do some fun things. How would you encourage parents to get started or where should they look? Great question. So I think if you have younger students, when I think that, I think like TK through third, um, morning circle time, like starting the day together is an easy way to on-ramp theater and music. So you can look for songs on YouTube that are even Google Morning Circle and see what songs come up. And it'll be songs to learn the days of the week or the months of the year or the weather um, because we have such a strong sense of memory that comes tied to music. And think of your own children and their favorite song, they know every single lyric, and then you've tried to have them memorize the 50 states and they just don't get it. And you're like, how come you can do this, but not that? But if we tie it to music, then their recall ability is greater. So you can do that um, for those younger grades. And I think of for the older grades, um, tying in, if you're going to be studying a time period, like I mentioned earlier, look for a theater, what study the theater of that time, look for a play that you could read along with it. Obviously, Shakespeare always comes to mind because that's such a strong 
component of language arts through high school. And I will say he introduced like 600 words to the English language that he developed all on his own through writing theatrical productions. That's amazing. Fascinating, right? But there's so many more. It's not just Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's easy ways to integrate reading of scripts. Um, I also would say poems Mm -hmm. is such an easy way, like memorizing the poem and then Mm -hmm. reciting the poem. Mm -hmm. So you can have family dinner and your child gets up and recites the poem. And I will say my, my husband, when he shared about his childhood, his stepdad would make them sit around the dinner table and they would have to share once a week a poem that they memorized. And then they would talk about it. And at first I'm like, that's kind of silly. And the more that we've, you know, shared about that and how that influenced his Mm -hmm. development, I I can see value in it. And I think in the homeschool world, you're not getting up in front of your classroom regularly to give these reports. Mm -hmm. So how can we create space for that? But it's in a fun way, Mm -hmm. um, but they're still getting that experience of being Mm -hmm. in front of others. And for those of you who tuned us out as soon as we started talking about poems, there's such a wide variety. (laughs) You don't have to start with sonnets. I mean, there's lots of poetry books for children that can be great resources. You could even start with silly Shel Silverstein poems and things like that that are easy to memorize because they make you giggle. And so there's, don't tune out poetry. There are lots of great resources for that. Absolutely. There's such a wide variety that you can pull from. And I think too, you know, this whole movement of graphic novels right now that are really big in like second through sixth graders, I'd say, um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm blanking on the names, but my kids have Captain so many Underpants. of them. Oh, yeah, Captain Underpants. <laughs> you can have your kids reenact scenes from there. Mm. Like, how easy is that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's that play aspect that sometimes we don't give enough credit for that is a part of learning and a part of equipping our students to mm-hmm. develop a sense of who they are, develop their ability to be in front of other people in a productive way. Mm-hmm. Like, great, you want to act something out? All I'm asking is it has a clear middle or beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. And it can be a skill. I mean, you never know what job they're going to have, and they may never need to stand in front of 500 people, but they might need to be able to stand in front of a conference room and present an idea. And we want our kids who have great ideas and big thoughts to feel confident presenting those. Um, sometimes, I think we as parents can put our own fears on our kids mm. and maybe we had a bad experience being in front of people or never really were taught how to do it. And we can accidentally let our kids know we don't like that. That's an uncomfortable thing. Being in front of people is uncomfortable. We don't expect you to like it, but maybe your kids could handle it in a way that's different from you or they could have a different experience. And so it, it can be important. I think for us as parents to sometimes give our kids a chance to form their own opinions about what they like and don't like. So let's present the opportunity. And my husband doesn't particularly like being on the stage. He has a beautiful voice. He doesn't use it in public unless forced. He doesn't really, he doesn't seek being on the stage. He could also be the sound guy. He likes that type of role, but 
our life, his job has required him to do public speaking a lot. And so it's a good thing he's capable of doing that because it's been necessary. So we can equip our kids with that skill. Absolutely. And I think, too, you know, homeschool can attract students coming out of traumatic situations in a brick and mortar. Mm. And so maybe they're even more reticent. And so as parents, you know, how do we nurture our children through that? Mm -hmm. How do we help them grow through that Mm -hmm. to not turn inward, um, but to grow outward? Mm -hmm. And so this, these can be opportunities for Mm -hmm. that. And even if they never performing musician or on the stage, having an appreciation for these things can expand their horizons culturally is what's out there, what they listen to. They don't hear music that's different and go, ew, immediately they can listen and try to find the value in something that's unusual or different from their previous experience. Yeah. And I think it gives us depth, right? Yes. And isn't that neat when you get to talk to somebody who you're like, tell me about yourself or what do you love? And they have all these things to share Um, We consider them to be cultured. They have Mm -hmm. a lot to offer and we get to shape that in homeschool for our children Mm -hmm. and we can help them have those wide breadth of understanding of different genres, different music, and then to articulate and develop their opinions on that and share that with others is a gift. That, that is. And who, who of us wouldn't be proud to have children that could, could do that. So I think it can expand. Band, you know, as you were saying, if we understand the music and the theater of a time period that we're learning about, it's no longer just facts on a page. It's life. It's um, understanding so much more about the people and how they think and what they valued of that time period. And I will say from a performance standpoint, take it or leave it, parents, um, a bit of encouragement. I've been performing off and on most of my life. Recently, just within this last year, started performing on a bigger stage. So I sing for about 800 to 1,000 people once a month. And I still get nervous. Those Mm -hmm. nerves have never gone away. Mm -hmm. And when I first started, it was in February, I, there's a joke, I had to hold the mic with both hands and we call them tiny hands. I don't know if you see that there's this game where there's these little tiny hands and you have to like collect things um, because the mic would shake. And so I've been able to develop and I'm 41 <laughs> um, to where just this last time that I sang last week, I could use one hand and that was like a win for me. So being able to acknowledge that those nerves will still be there and don't make decisions based on the nerves. That is such great advice. And in fact, the nerves can serve a real purpose, Mm -hmm. too. They can help bring the focus and, you know, channel the energy. And and they usually give away to that performance high at the end, don't they? Absolutely. And I think it shows that we care about something. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, As long as it's not crippling us or we're choosing to give way to the fear and not do something. We need to push through it and... So many of the most valuable things in my life have come after doing them, even though I was afraid of them. You know, that's it's true. And I've heard famous actors and singers talk about how they're still nervous when they go on stage. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't I think it doesn't go away for a lot of people Mm -hmm. because you're putting yourself out there. But then we get to share with you. We get to experience you. We get to you're not hiding that 
that gift in a closet or, mm-hmm. um, and we get to know you a little better through that. Yeah. I tell my daughter that nerves just means you care mm-hmm. and you have a gift that others are going to enjoy. Like mm-hmm. they're going to walk away feeling a sense of enjoyment. So mm-hmm. give them that gift. And we all have gifts. Everybody has a gift. Sometimes that they don't see it yet. And as parents, we get to call those out, right? We get to encourage those in our children so that they can use those for the betterment of society. And if they don't like performing, they've still experienced doing something that felt uncomfortable. Totally. And, yeah. And that's a massive life lesson to learn. I love that you brought that up because um, I think we it is important not to let our feelings always dictate what is useful and valuable. Is there anything else you would like to share with us before we close today? I would say if you're listening as a parent and this is something new to you that you want to explore with your child, we have some great vendors that locally have theater productions or music lessons. And my encouragement would be if you do expose your child to that, have a commitment of a time period so they don't give up right away because anything new is hard. And so I usually have my kids do six months of something before they choose that they don't really like it. Or if maybe you're going through a vendor and they have a production, sometimes they'll have, if it's like Bach to Rock, I think of off the top of my head, they have many different locations throughout our area, the Sacramento region, um, they'll do a recital in May. So maybe have your child just go through one recital and then you can reevaluate. That's fabulous advice. Such good advice. Thank you, Ronnie, so much for being here today. I think there's some really great ideas and really valuable information that parents can glean from. And I really appreciate you sharing your gift of knowledge with us today. Thank you. It's been a joy. Parents and learning coaches, I have a favor to ask. I really want to hear from you. I would love to know, why do you homeschool? Send me an email and succinctly tell me, why do you homeschool? Why is that important to your family? If you'd like, you could also record a short message on your phone's recorder and email that to me as well. And maybe you'll even get to hear yourself on a future podcast. I would love to hear from you. Send me an email at podcasts at sequoiagrove.org. Thank you for joining us today, listeners, on this episode of the Sequoia Breeze podcast. I've been your host, Rebecca Lasavio, and I hope that hearing more about music and theater has been a breath of fresh air for your homeschool.